2: We look back on the 2020 football season with head coach Scott Leffler on this edition of the Ziggy Cast. This is the BGSU Ziggy Cast from Learfield, your home for Falcons updates, interviews, previews, and highlights. Now, here is your host, Todd Walker. Special bonus edition of the Ziggy Cast. Uh, We're talking with Coach Leffler now and uh, looking back on what was a, a painful 2020 season as far as the results on the field with wins and losses, Coach. But before we talk about some of the ways that the season played out, just in general, I've heard you talk about that this is one of those experiences that later on when Things are going much better. We're going to look back on it and be thankful for the experience and the learning that happened. Sort of give us your overview of that philosophy that you have right now.
1: Yeah, no question. We knew, you know, very similar to what Dave warned me. He says your first year is going to be a honeymoon, and your second year is going to be the toughest year at Bowling Green, without a doubt, not even close. He said year three uh, will be better. You'll start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and um, he was dead right with, uh, with the, the second year. We knew walking into it, it would be a very challenging year having the youngest team uh, in college football. Um, but again, just like I've said many times, we're going to look back at this year and be very thankful for the experience because it was free. And what I mean by that is we were able to play a bunch of people that haven't played a lot. We were able to play a lot of young freshmen. We were able to, uh, to really learn uh, how critical an offseason is. You know, we started out, I think, uh, in January and February, establishing a culture and getting rid of a lot of our bad habits. We had the best practices we've ever had, practice one and two and three in spring football. And then uh, when we went uh, remote, uh, we went uh, right back to the bad habits that we've had in the past. And uh, we weren't able to overcome them. We were too young. And uh, it was an eye opening. It's eye opening that that doesn't work. Uh, we're, we're pickers and choosers right now in regards to, um, uh, habits and, uh, you can't be a picker and chooser if you want to win. And, uh, you know, you got to go to class, you gotta, you gotta attack the weight room, you gotta attack nutrition, you gotta attack the, uh, the film room, you gotta attack meetings, you gotta be a stud in practice. You gotta understand that you're just not going to flip a switch on in the games and it's going to happen. So there's a, there's a lot of undiscipline right now and that's my responsibility And, uh, we're going to clean that up. Uh, will we be exactly where we want to be in 21? That will not be the case. We still need another class, in my opinion. When we projected this thing day one of hiring, we said that we would start to feel really healthy after the 22 class. And, uh, but we'll be better. We'll be more disciplined. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, there was a ton of great learning and a lot of battles won, uh, that people didn't see. And uh, that's part of this process. You know, whenever they whenever they were going to the moon in the 60s, rockets blew up. Uh, bad things happened. They had to go back to the drawing board. They had to uh, look at what they were doing. And uh, that's what 220 was. It uh, was expected. Um, and it was painful. But uh, the, the experience that we were able to gain without losing years of eligibility was uh, going to be priceless at the end of the day
2: coach one of the things maybe you learned is you know there's an old saying you learn about a man by how he treats somebody who can't do anything for him uh in a football season that was clearly not going to have a lot of success and and you took some lopsided losses maybe you learned which guys
1: really love football was that part of it no question about it you know we were still in the the process of, of of finding the guys that truly uh wanted to be here when we first took the job uh we were able to you know it was pretty clear cut you knew the guys that had both feet completely out um this year we had a, got some people that had one foot in and one foot out and that doesn't work you're not aligned and we were able to you know really figure out who's truly in with us and who's truly out um it, it was quite apparent that the the, the 220 kids and uh, some of the 19 kids that that were able to to, to come along with us are all in. And, uh, you know, we're able to establish a great foundation in the 20 class, 21, and the 19s that have totally bought in. And we've got some guys like the Andrew Clares of the world that both feet are completely in, and uh, but we were able to really identify some of the ones that were half in, half out. That was pretty quite clear. And uh, so, you know, just like I said, it sucked. It was miserable. Uh, There was nothing fun about it, but it was free. Uh, it was free in, re- in regards to eligibility. And again, to be able to play, not lose ground in terms of years of eligibility to find out who's truly on, on board with our program, that was priceless.
2: Coach, obviously your quarterback situation will be a lot different going into next year. Tucker Melton will be healthy and able to compete. Uh, you brought in a transfer that is a, a bit of a veteran that should provide a lot of depth. Uh, but evaluate what you saw from Matt McDonald, because what we all saw was just some of the raw results that didn't look very good at all. And we saw that he was obviously banged up in at least the last two or three games. What did you see good from this season for Matt
1: McDonald? Well, first off he was banged up, but um, you know, just like I said, that's part of the job description. What, uh, what Matt, really learned from the season is uh, he's a disciplined guy in practice, really disciplined guy. And that's why I think he's going to be a good player. Um, doesn't go outside the box. And uh, he got to learn this year uh, that, you know, we, were, we weren't very good up front. We were really young up front. And uh, he tried to do way too much. He tried to, uh, to go completely outside the box. And when you go outside the box, I don't care if you're uh, uh, Tom Brady, I don't care if you're Peyton Manning, uh, you know, you're going to fail. And uh, at times you saw his discipline that uh, that he has in practice, and uh, he got to learn really, really fast that uh, going outside the box isn't good and to do your job and to not worry about, you know, if the offensive line busts and you get creamed uh, – live with it, move on. It's the next play. It's out of your control. You're not Superman. Uh, But when you're trying to alter your drops and you're trying to force balls because we're down and what have not, that's not the formula. And uh, his formula is discipline. His formula is accuracy. His formula is toughness. And uh, he went outside the box. And uh, he'll be the first one to say he did. There was anywhere between seven and eight plays per game. That I think he could have made a difference, and uh, to 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 be where we want to be, it needs to be two. That's normally what I found with my quarterbacks that I've had. There's normally two plays that you go, man, I want those back, not eight. And uh, he needs to eliminate those plays. I think it's going to be an extremely uh, competitive room now, and uh, competition is always good for everyone. Uh, I feel very very good. It's a, it's a young room still. But I feel very, very good with where that future, that room's going. I think uh, we've got uh, depth finally. Uh, we had zero depth this year, and uh, you know Matt had to play hurt. Period. End. And playing hurt is hard, especially when it's your first go around. Uh, but he's got work to do. Uh, he's a guy that uh, um, takes criticism well. I'm obviously not the most easiest person at that position to deal with. Uh, just because of, uh, the high expectations and, uh, he's taken hard coaching and, uh, he will, he will respond and, uh, that will be a competitive room. And, uh, if there was one blessing in disguise, just like I said, it was this, he needed to find, uh, find out, uh, that going outside the box and don't stay in the, in, in the formula doesn't work. And, uh, he got to figure that out real, real quick he tried to be superman it's impossible at this position uh, to be superman uh, and and that's where you get in trouble is whenever you you're trying to make things uh, out of nothing and uh, it was a great learning experience for him that I but again just like I said there'll be it'll be a highly competitive room i know for a fact in the near future that that room's going to be and that position's going to be right
2: coach what else on offense uh that we maybe didn't notice because ultimately uh, you didn't score a lot of points, but were there things offensively that you thought went well during the season that are things that can be built upon either individually or collectively?
1: I think the most uh, impressive thing was uh, watching young, the young offensive linemen. They would go out there uh, and at times look uh, like they weren't young. And at times they would look like they're freshmen. But uh, there was a significant difference in athleticism. They can move their feet. Uh, They lack strength right now. They lack knowledge right now. But whenever you watch them, you go, "Ooh, we can we can work with this." Uh, Will it be perfect next year? No. But again, with age and time at that position, and recruiting the right guys with the right mentality and the right athleticism, we got a chance. We got to get them bigger. We got to get them stronger. But uh, at times they got, they got Matt killed. Uh, at times they got the back killed, but at times they did you know, some fairly good things for, uh, for our team. So that position, I think, is, is bright. Uh, there's some young wide receivers that need to grow up. Uh, that room, room needs to improve. We did not block the perimeter well. Um, but uh, at times you saw some guys like Broden. You, you know We tested Broden. Uh, right before we left and you'd be shocked that he runs. He can run. Um, you know, Jalen Embry can run. Javante Kinsley needs to learn. Um, that room needs to improve in a hurry. And, uh, you know, we, we had some really good young tight ends. A couple of them couldn't play because of injury, but I think the tight end room who we recruited is going to be good. So we did nothing well this year. Uh, we didn't score. Uh, we were inconsistent. The, the most frustrating thing with us is we would have 14 play drives and not put and not score. Go figure that one out. 14 play drives. You'd be shocked of you know the three and outs didn't occur a ton. It was move the ball, move the ball, be undisciplined. Move the ball, move the ball, move the ball, be undisciplined. Um, and and I, in watching this league, uh, there was more p- big plays that were available. I can't wait till we become disciplined and uh older and mature and uh we you know you're going to have a chance to score some points, like when we we put on the film, the kids would throw up the coaches had to throw up even more uh just because of they are watching guys that are scot free uh, wide open, and the line would bust, and then the uh, the receiver would run the wrong route, and then the the quarterback i mean it was there was enough for everybody you know when you're that bad on offense, there's enough for everyone, but they did see where this thing can go, and uh that will improve immensely over these next two years immensely
2: coach let's flip it onto the defensive side of things Uh, especially up front we saw a lot of dudes i mean i think basically every d lineman that was healthy enough and allowed to play you played them Uh, what did you see from the the troops on the d line that was encouraging
1: i thought our older guys improved i thought their mentality improved um Still uh, not big enough yet, not strong enough. Um, I thought the, the, my impression with the younger guys was very similar to the uh, young offensive linemen. They're good enough. They need, they need time and they need, they need strength and they need uh, to learn how to play football. But you saw some of the younger guys and you went, wow, that's what it's supposed to look like. In two years, that's going to be a heck of a product. Uh, so it was really similar to the offensive line. I think our linebacker play needs to improve. Uh, at, at times, I thought Darren played really well, but our our linebacker need room needs to improve. Uh, uh, we need to tackle better, and uh, we need to make some huge jumps in that. And then when you watched our secondary, there was a bunch of puppy dogs running around out there that uh, that that had no business being out there yet. Uh, they you know they didn't tackle well. I mean, whenever we throw a, a hitch for five yards that normally should be tackled, it's going for 40 because we can't tackle. Cause we're not strong enough yet so um we got a lot of work to in my opinion to do in the back end we need to get our linebacker play better and we need to tackle and we need strength and we need confidence that we can tackle and uh, if there's a team that needs an off-season or a side of the ball you know obviously offensively we need it but that defensive side needs uh needs a lot of strength and power training right now and um we, we, we tackled more than I've ever tackled in my entire life in practice, and I think we'll do that again this spring and in the fall, because we need to learn how to do it. And the only way that you learn how to do it is doing it. Is that good for your season? Typically not, because you're beating the hell out of each other. But uh, right now, of where we're at, uh, we need to tackle, and we need to be. Once we get uh, to be a veteran team, and we're ready to win, um, that will obviously decrease. But uh, right now, we're in a position that we need every opportunity to tackle.
2: Coach, uh, you mentioned uh, the discipline issues, and uh, we talked about it throughout the season. And now, uh, hopefully, uh, this COVID situation will lessen to where your team can be together much more and hopefully much more normal in the spring. Uh, Discipline issues, though, tend to get fixed by the team. Uh, not by the coach. Uh, as you look at your your roster now, uh, who are some of the guys? Uh, do you have enough guys to turn the corner there?
1: Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the, the discipline part and the team unity, that is all stems from Urban. It's called power of the unit. It's to be able to make sure that uh, if I'm in the quarterback room, that all the quarterbacks are on time. It's not the coach's responsibility. The players take onus of that. And there's so much pride in that quarterback room. There's so much pride in that offensive line room. They're holding each other accountable. And um, as we bring more guys into the program that are that are that have that winning culture and buy into what we believe in here, and we and, and we and we suck out the plus that don't, the better those units are going to become. But uh, where my problem is with discipline is. Um, when a guy's missing meals, why are you missing meals? When a guy's not attacking the weight room and just checking a box, you know, we need guys that, 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 that are 100% walking into that weight room and they are playing Toledo at five 30 in the morning on a Tuesday workout. That's what we need in January. We don't need guys, guys that, uh, that, that think they're going to win football games in the fall are out of their minds. It is a January through February or January through August ordeal where you're so disciplined day in and day out and everyone's holding each other accountable that there's so much love and there's so much power that they're never going to let each other down. And we don't have that right now. And that is a huge missing ingredient. Whenever you love and you, and you've been through the war together and you understand that the guy to the right and the guy to the left, you can trust them and you love them you're going to win in this league. We don't have that right now. And that's the biggest thing that we need to improve on. And uh, we're going to do that. I text Urban that. I go, your way is by far, out of every place that I've ever been, how he held people accountable from coaches to players. Uh, we might be doing a little babysitting at the beginning, but that's okay. And there needs to be a, a full year of trust, a full year of complete 100% accountability, from the coaches to the coaches, from the coaches to the players, from the players to the players, and uh, that needs to occur. In my opinion, if, 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 uh, if the COVID wipes us out with that, it's going to be really hard. This year, that needs to be established. It has to be established that we can walk into them the 22-year and feel like, all right, let's go freaking do this, man. Let's go, let's go get it done. Uh, let's go win games. Let's go, let's go to the moon. But uh, that is going to be an absolutely imperative piece. We started out okay and somewhat right, I thought, in January and February. And then once we got the, the call that uh, we were done, uh, we fell right back into uh, the, 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 the bad habits of Bowling Green. And uh, um, that was the negative that happened this year. Uh, but uh, we realized that it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. And uh, so, you know, we got to fix it.
2: Coach, final thoughts. Uh, You talked about how the year was free, and I think everybody understands that all the players get the year of eligibility back. But how does it work for your total number of scholarship players? Are every – and necessarily every senior going to come back, or are they all invited back? Is it a case-to-case basis? Uh, Some of this stuff is so – new to everybody, sort of go over that and how it'll work for you.
1: There's going to be some guys that, uh, that are going to go try the NFL route. There's going to be some guys that uh, um, have some uh, you know, personal issues where they're ready to move on from football and ready to start their life, which is perfectly okay. Uh, and then there's some people that, uh, that are really bought in and they are all in and they see the vision of where we're going and want to be a part of it. Um, to be honest with you, the numbers-wise, I have no idea what they're going to do. When you want to talk about a crazy situation, w- will they go back to the theory of 105 to 100 to 95 to 90 back to 85 like they did, uh, you know, whenever there was 105 and how they moved it down to 85? I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, right now, you know, our, our, our roster is so decimated with numbers-wise that you know we're just we're we're barely above the norm. I think we're ten above, and really in all actuality you should be twenty five above and uh so it's not gonna affect us as much but the interesting part though is you know whenever you see you know these graphics of of uh guys with you know sixty five players on our team have four to five years of eligibility, okay, we're bringing twenty five more, in. so that's gonna be what is that 90 we're going to have 90 fifth fourth and third year guys it's unbelievable i've never heard of anything like that positive there's good and bad with it the the good is young youth lots of talent you got to develop them you got to bring them along all right and uh but the negative is you have 90 <laughs> you have you don't still have veteran guys so the future of this program is, is again to say that Okay, in 21, we're going to the moon. Not with 90, 90 guys that have five and four years and three years of eligibility. You need a veteran. This team, this is Buffalo is a veteran team. You know, we need to get guys that are older, developed. They understand how to win. They understand the process. And once these 90 guys, they'll get older. Look out. We'll be back and we'll be back and we'll be as healthy as, as they've ever been around here. And then we just keep stacking classes and Bowling Green should never go back to this up and down chaotic thing that we're going through right now.
2: Coach, hopefully you can uh, enjoy the fruits of your labor with this latest class for at least a couple of minutes before you you dive into all the headlong work it's going to take to do what you want to do. But I know uh, when you sign a class, it's uh, a bit of a relief, although the work never ends. Uh, Congratulations on a, what we think is a great class and, we wish you continued luck to build this program back up, and we look forward to 2021.
1: We do too, and uh, let's uh, knock on wood that uh, we have an off season, a real off season. We need it more than it is, and I can't, it is absolutely pivotal that we get uh, the business, day-to-day business completely, we understand it, because the next building block will be, okay, we just need some 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 age some experience some time and then it'll take off and obviously a great 22 class critical so appreciate your time todd as usual and uh look forward to 21
2: we thank coach leffler for taking some time with us to reflect on what was a very tough 2020 football season for bgsu and we certainly know that brighter days are ahead in the coming weeks, we'll turn our focus, of course, to basketball and hockey with the BGSU Ziggy Cast. And we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll be back with you after the first of the year right here on the Ziggy Cast. Until then, this is Todd Walker saying, I is Ziggy Zumba. Thanks for listening to the BGSU Ziggy Cast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.